0: Well, here we go with another uh, podcast interview. This time we've got a guy, man, if you grew up racing, uh, well, grew up, I guess, depends on how old you are. If you grew up racing around the Ontario circuit back in the 1980s and a little bit beyond whatever, you knew the name Jeff Sutherland because uh, every race you went to, he was up at the front no matter what class he was in. But uh, he just went all the way out to Glen Helen, raced the W World Vet Nationals at Glen Helen. So we've caught him in the drive home back to Ontario. Jeff, man, thank you very much for chatting with us.
1: No problem, Billy. Good good hearing
0: from you. Yeah, man. I gotta ask you, whereabouts are you?
1: We just crossed the border into Iowa. I'm driving uh, down I eighty.
0: Oh, you're gonna hit the uh you're coming up to the world's largest truck stop. <laughs>
1: yeah, possibly. <laughs> oh, right around uh it's right around here, is
0: it? Oh, you'll see it in Ottawa, don't you worry. you should pull in just for the uh just for the comedy of it. It's just uh, it's just a big tourist trap, but it is the largest truck stop in the world there on I eighty.
1: Uh, I guess you've been there a few times.
0: Yeah. yeah, one or two, man. I can probably tell you exactly where you are right now. But, um, yeah. hey, so did who... Uh, now, you also said you're uh, you're driving along beside you there, Shotgun. You've got uh, Kenny Bland with you.
1: Yeah, that was... Uh, originally, Dave Marcello was supposed to come with oh. me, but he got hurt really bad, eh? Right. And uh, he was un- unable to come, and I I sent a message out on Facebook that I needed uh, someone to come with me, and Kenny responded, and I'm really glad he came. He was
0: a huge help. So, uh, Kenny didn't bring any bikes, though.
1: No, he's he's still recovering from his knee surgery. He uh, had uh, knee replacement surgery, so he he just helped me drive, and he helped me set up my bike this week, and was a lot of help, so.
0: I'm glad he came. Okay, that's cool. Hey, which one of you guys sang uh, Counting Crows first when you drove through Omaha? It was
1: Kenny.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, man. We've been on the... Uh, we have All us motocrossers have been on the road too many miles, man. Oh, my God. Just too many stories and references. But All right. Well, hey, um, yeah, so you're driving. You got nothing else to do. Let's talk about... Uh, First of all, let, let's back it up. I mean, there's probably some people listening to this that are like, Jeff Sutherland, the, fa- the name kind of rings a bell. Now, back, back, us, uh, back us way up, Jeff. What? Um, I mean, I knew you from... I mean, you did, we didn't know each other, but uh, you're always way the hell ahead of me. But um, how, how did you... Like, where are you from, and how did you get into the sport in the first place? Let's do a little history.
1: Well, I live in Whitby now, but I grew up in a town called Woodsley, just outside of Windsor. And, uh, and in 1975... We had some uh, neighbors that rode motocross, and, and my, my dad bought me a Bull Tackle 100, and uh, it, it was a trials bike. The thing weighed a ton, but I started motocrossing with that, so um, mainly started out at Wheatley. I think I hit a couple Ontario races, but it wasn't until 76 when I got the YZ80, that I think I rode probably almost every event in Ontario that year. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. And, so, sorry. Go ahead. And
1: eventually, eventually, I was I was uh, I raced in Michigan a lot too because being in uh, Windsor, I think you know this too, Billy. You're from London, but we're at Baja a lot and Bulldog and uh, all those Michigan
0: tracks. All right, right. All the District 14 stuff. Hey, I got a I got a quick story for you. Before I was even into dirt bikes, motocross, or anything, I had a neighbor. And for some reason, man, he's a story of his own, man. World War II, he got run over by his own tank. Oh, my God, what a story. Anyway, he, he's, he was okay after. But anyway, him and his son and stuff, and they uh, asked my dad, hey, do you want to go? We're going up to Hully Gully this weekend. I don't know if it was a national, if it was just a race, or what the heck it was. But we we loaded up the car. We drove up to Holly Gully. And there's this little kid, I was just a little kid, and I'm watching this kid with uh, the ears on his helmet. Now I know the story, that was because I guess so your mom could, could find you on the track, right? Exactly,
1: that's what it was.
0: Okay, now tell me if you yeah. remember this though, because on that particular day, like I say, I wasn't even into, into riding yet. We got there and I'm like, oh, look at this kid with the ears on his, on his helmet, and it was a really hot day. I don't know if you were leading or what, but you started getting like heat stroke or something and your head was bouncing off the front fender and the hel- and the bars, like you were so tired you could barely finish. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't know.
1: See, now, That's a long time ago, Billy, but that, you got a good memory. Well, it's just but weird. That, 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 it, I can see it happening because back then we didn't really have vintage clothing or anything like that. I remember wearing like really thick denim pants up with padding in it Yep. so that could have happened but, but you're right my dad put the ears on my helmet just so he could see, see identify me on the track so <laughs> that and that became a staple for the next four or five years after that for
0: sure that's funny man I wish you remembered that story because I, I for some reason that's just stuck with me it was the first ever it was the first ever motorcycle motocross race I went to and that there was you bouncing your face <laughs> off the handlebars passing out <laughs> you yeah. didn't quit though
1: no, no. Yeah, I was. I kept going. Sure.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, well. Take us through. Like, like I say. I mean, uh, anybody listening to this from the Ontario area who's a little bit older or whatever certainly knows your name and who you are and stuff. But how? Uh, like, how far up and did you chase all the nationals? Maybe just give us a little story on your uh, how far you got and you know that kind of stuff. Your best race.
1: Well, um, I got once I got that yz eighty, I started doing better, started winning. It was really competitive. Uh, there was a lot of good riders in Ontario and, uh, and in Michigan. And uh, the next few years, I was like always oh, probably running for top three. I've won quite a few races. And then in 1978, at Big Ben, I won the national championship for in the 80cc in the schoolboy class. So um, then after that, that next fall, I was invited to the World Mini Grand Prix at Saddleback. So I went and raced that with uh, Eric Kehoe was in it at the time, and George Holland, and a bunch of other national champions from all over the world. That was the last time I raced in California, with, uh, other than uh, this past weekend. So that's like <laughs> 42 or 43 years ago, something like that.
0: Wow, isn't that amazing?
1: Yeah, and then uh, and then um, and then I went to the 100 class. Uh, I kept on winning quite a bit. It was really competitive uh, until I had a really bad crash at Walton in 197. I I think it was 79. It was my first week of grade 9, and I broke my femur. Mm. And then uh, I was off. I was off. uh, I was in traction until Christmas that year. Oh, jeez. Yeah, they brought all the teachers in to... uh, tutor me and stuff at the hospital Wow! but you know we all we all have those back then they didn't rod femurs they with the young people so I just had to sit in bed in traction for about two or three months
0: so for people who don't know in traction you, they probably had a weight hanging off the side of your bed to hold your bone in place right
1: that's exactly, exactly <laughs> it it was like they put like a bolt through my knee and hung it from the ceiling with a weight on it so <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I just laid there for a couple months and then, uh, but I recovered from that, and uh, my junior year was pretty good. My senior year in 1982, I I won maybe almost every race that year in in uh, in 125 and 250 senior, and I finished second in the nationals out west in Saskatchewan, and then in '83 I went pro. Um, and rode expert with help from Yamaha and Moto Park, and I ended up riding for Moto Park for two or three years. And and I was always like top five in Canada. Probably always had a top ten number. And in ninety and eighty five, I finished fifth. I was running for a while second behind Ross, and then um, I I had I crashed like the last three three or four motos, and I went back to fifth. But I was still up to up at the front at that point. So, and then in uh, eighty in 86, Chris Morgan started uh, a motocross team. It was called uh, Team Tide. And I was part of that as well. And uh, and that year was really going well. So uh, I guess, well, there was Guy Cooper, Mike Fisher, Tom Carson, and Andy Stacey were all on the team. So it was kind of neat being able to hang out with those guys learn off of them. But I I I had a crash and I really separated my shoulder pad and I had to put a screw in it. And that pretty much ended my career. Mm. So I was only 21 years old, so I at that time the, the economy was bad and there wasn't much support around. Me. So uh, I ended up Pretty much retired
0: after that year. I mean, hey, I gotta, ju- I gotta jump in here every time. Every time somebody mentions Team Tide, uh, memories always jump into my head. Like, do you know that in 1984, my dad contacted every detergent company and tried to get a sponsorship because he thought it'd be a great idea. And then two years later, all these, uh, you know, Hoover and you and all these guys, or whatever was on, the, were on the. Oh, he was S.O. Was he tied too? no? But anyway, all these guys was, with the. Yeah, so I'm like, I like to feel. A, pardon me. It
1: was a gr- It was a great idea because. Procter and Gamble, which is a huge company, as we all know,
0: the, were, Moonies, they, the Moonies. Uh, the
1: Moonies the, the, the guys that run the Tide di- detergent uh, uh, portion of uh, Procter and Gamble, they came to all the races. We sat in meetings with them, and they were they loved it. They loved the whole the whole sport.
0: Did you have to join the cult?
1: Yes, I did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the Moonies?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> can we say, I don't even know can we say that I'm not going to get hope I don't get cancelled for saying that <laughs> hey alright well that's cool yeah like I say I always like to give my dad the credit for kind of starting that maybe people did before that who knows but I remember well, we really went after those uh, that sponsorship but uh, we didn't get it you guys you fast guys did
1: uh, yeah <laughs> I was I think Chris Morgan had it in there because he was doing a lot of work with Walmart and he got to know the uh
0: the Procter gamble guys uh, okay. promotions you know? hey yeah I gotta ask you. also another time every time anybody talks about this era turning pro in 83 kind of thing you mentioned his name already but there's a guy that has like 38 titles and stuff in Canada do you have any good uh, Ross Pedersen stories uh, there's so there's so many stories about Ross like <laughs> his biggest
1: thing was like I, when we were in Moto Park yeah, I, we would go running in the mornings right And uh, Lawrence Hacking would run with us, too. Lawrence is a really good runner, and I I was a good runner at the time, too. But Ross would not – he would – it wasn't a jog. It was, like, it was a run. And he wouldn't even – he wouldn't even be – like, he would be gasping for breath the whole time because he just sprinted for, like, five miles. Like, and (laughs) he he was, like – it was unhuman, really. So that's how hard – that's how he – hard he trained and rode all the time
0: now was that because he wanted to beat you guys at running or did he just always do it like that well yes well i think is the
1: way ross thought was he never wanted anyone to beat him at anything <laughs> once you beat him you you thought you could beat him so you would never let anyone do it so that's the way i
0: saw it. right that's exactly why you don't drop out of a race because you drop out of one it becomes easier right
1: Exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> In fact, Kenny and I talked about that this week as well.
0: Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. There you go. How hot? Hey. How, how, how I, I'm saving up to talk about uh, Glen Helen. But uh, was it hot this weekend? This is all. That's just my only question there for now.
1: No, it was cool. Like um, we we stayed at we had an Airbnb. It was only a half hour from the track, but like the track was at 500 feet uh, altitude, but our Airbnb was at 5,000 feet. Oh, wow. It was snow We had we had snow in the truck on the truck in the morning.
0: what did you do? Go up to Big Bear so, or something?
1: No, it was Line It's it's. Uh, I was gonna go to Big Bear, but it was a little too far. Yeah. So, cause I talked to Jolene Van Busch. She's got a uh, resort there. I was gonna stay there. But it was just a little too far to commute back and forth every
0: day. Right, right. Yeah, Billy's place there. That's all. That would have been kind of cool to see. I haven't seen that yet. But uh, hey, OK, so you quit. So 1986 was your last year, did you say? Basically, yeah, it was 86. Yeah. Wow. So OK, so that's a long time ago. And then we obviously we got to talk about you came back this year to racing. What the heck did you do after that? What Where did your life take you? Um, When I was done racing, I started
1: a roofing company and ran it for about three years. And then uh, I put a I put in an application at Chrysler's when I was in Windsor, and and I worked I worked at the minivan plant in Windsor for five years, and then uh, I got transferred to uh, the Brampton plant in '98, and uh, I work there as a mill right now, and I'm close pretty close to retirement now, oh. so I'm I'm hoping. Now that I'm back riding again, when I retire, I want to keep riding as much as I can. So uh, we'll see
0: how it goes. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. So, hey, you know, our fan, we had a 1984 Dodge minivan, the first year they came out.
1: I I probably put a part on it. <laughs> cause I, was working there. I was working there as a student at that time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember driving it's down the... Imagined. It's the
1: magic wagon, it it, it, uh, it made that plant,
0: and Chrysler at the time, saved them from bankruptcy. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. I remember driving down the strip in Daytona for Bike Week at uh, that year, and people saw the Canada flag on it. I stopped at a stoplight, and they just said, hey, a Canadian, and the car filled up with a whole bunch of people, and they took me to a party in Ormond Beach. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the minivan, see? And I'm still living the minivan lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> all right, so okay. So. So you were off the bike basically since then you're trying to get back and then, and then so then you know we uh, word came through that you wanted to ride this year you got set up to do the uh, Walton Transcan right so what it like were you literally off the bike until this past year or how did that go
1: Um I hadn't been riding probably as much at all for the last 10 years anyway but once I I wanted to do this last year so I bought a new that Honda that I was riding that Walton I bought it last year, but I hurt my shoulder and I couldn't do it. And then this year, I recovered from that, and I and I decided I wanted to race Walton and this and uh, uh, the Glen Helen race that we just competed in. Okay. And, uh, it hasn't been easy, um, but I I put about 80, 80 hours on my bike this year, so I got a lot of riding in. So I. Uh, okay. I was telling that to Andy White there this weekend. He couldn't believe I rode that much this
0: year. <laughs> hey, hey, speaking of Andy White, okay, so a few years back, I used to always see you there with Andy and the KTM deal and stuff. What were you doing? Were you just hanging out or are you helping out with stuff back then when I used to always see no, you at the Nationals?
1: No, Andy considered me like the assistant manager at the time. And, uh, and uh, I, yeah, I worked with the team for four or five years and helped him out. I, you know, we all want to stay involved in the sport. And Andy was a good friend of mine back when we raced back in the '80s. So, uh, and we, you know, and he does so many good things for a lot of people,
0: right? He's a good guy. All right. Okay. All right. So, okay. no Walton, I, I, uh, and I saw you there. We were talking, obviously, at the Transcan and stuff. I think, I think you went into that with a lot of pressure on yourself. Am I right there? Or how did Walton? How did Transcan go for you?
1: Well, what I realized was I was, I was ready for it, but. I hurt my hand in the first moto, and I couldn't really hang on the bike all weekend, but um, there's no substitute for gate drops, so (laughs) I needed to hit a couple races before I went there.
0: Like, I even
1: after that, um, I'm riding a lot better now than I was then, and uh, in fact, I'm really happy how I rode this past weekend, so it's a progression.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: you got to put in the time right
0: yeah so, well i mean i I
1: was just gonna say i know i rode it even though i rode 80 hours on that bike this year you got to put in a few motos before you can get head to a big race
0: exactly Seat times one thing but gate drops if you want to race you got to race
1: yeah that's what i found with the new bikes like i was usually traditionally i was a good starter but these bikes have so much power it's almost a different starting procedure Right. I was just getting so much wheel spin, and I'm still kind of struggling with my starts. But uh, Andy helped me out a little bit this weekend, and, and I, I
0: improved a bit. Oh yeah, I saw that photo of him pointing down there, showing you something at the yeah. start.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, all right now, now again, like I mentioned, you um, the Transcan, and then uh, so now you're at this. Uh, you went down there early and everything. Like you took this pretty. I don't want to say seriously, but you uh, you were you meant this this time. Right? When did you go down? You went early, right? I did, I went down
1: uh, last, uh, the week, two weeks ago, last Sunday, not last Sunday, but the Sunday before, uh, Kenny and I left that three o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, and I was there for practice morning on Tuesday, we drove straight through, <laughs> so I rode, I wanted to get some track time, because uh, I heard a lot about the track, and I've never, out of all the hundreds of tracks that I've ridden, I've never ridden a track like this, it's it's so fast, and uh, and the hills are huge. It's like you can't even describe it. And and it got so rough, it was like a black diamond ski hill. And uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, you're just not used to that kind of a track. But I did learn, I did, I did learn the track, and I uh, it did help me a lot. So when I go back next year, and I am going to go back next year, it'll even it'll be a little bit easier.
0: Okay. Well, hey, save me a spot and save a spot for my dirt bike too, would you?
1: I'll bring your bike. No problem. Like you should come, Billy. It's an awesome experience. I I'm so happy that I went.
0: Well, we we had so damn many Canadians there. I just felt bad. I really want to cover the event and maybe race one class just so I have I'm there for a reason. Then I can have more time too to just uh, cover all the guys racing and stuff, man. Because it looked uh, so many so many Canadians there. It was great.
1: And they all kicked ass, man. So like. Some of these guys I never even heard of, and they're so fast. <laughs>
0: That's so, awesome.
1: Like, uh, yeah, it is. Like, uh, like it's amazing. Like, uh, like I couldn't believe how fast Kurt Nicole was last week, and then, uh, and then this week, who? Julian? Julian? yeah. Oh, Sonny. Holy cow! That guy is so good. Like he's pretty much on par with Kurt, right? So, uh, it was so good. Gut- it was really good to meet him i i knew of him but uh i never got to meet him he's a pretty cool cool dude
0: pretty nice cool. oh absolutely for sure man well uh yeah i want to now okay obviously we uh we took the long way to get to this past weekend of course but uh, i just wanted everybody to get to know and i, I learned a few things myself there about what uh, hey where the heck you went and all that yep. stuff but okay so the actual racing i mean um you raced what two classes i
1: did i did i raced two classes uh the plus 55 expert and I actually went in the plus 50 intermediate because I was almost back to back. I wanted to ride the plus uh, 50 expert but I ended up in the intermediate class. But those, the top two or three guys in that class probably should have been experts as well. They were good.
0: Yeah, of course, right? Okay, well, that's, uh, I mean... Well, actually, speaking of all the Canadians that were there, were you like, I mean, obviously they had like a little uh, team racing and everything like that. Can you talk, like, did you hang out with all the Canadians? You mentioned Julian Cerny, of course, Um, but how about some other guys? Did you hang out with a little pit there that was all the Canadians were in and stuff, or uh, how did that all go?
1: As soon as we got there, they invited us into their group, and uh, they said, come park. Like, we were parked in a different spot, so we we brought um, that whole group with Skippy, he, he runs that whole Team Canada section over there yep well most of them are from, most of them are from Alberta but there was some from uh, Manitoba I don't think anyone from BC there should be some guys from BC coming down but there wasn't any that I that I see but uh they invited us over there and and took care of us it was great it was a
0: great group group of guys oh that's there. cool yeah there, I know there was a guy from uh from Kelowna and stuff like that there maybe a, c- a couple other ones but uh in Saskatchewan and Ontario obviously but uh, yeah yeah that's awesome okay well let's uh let's go through your races man take us uh take us through your motos how did they go I mean you're up there it looks like you got faster as the uh, as the weekend went on as the races went on
1: I rode uh, I think pretty fast all weekend but I had really problems with goofy little crashes almost every moto
0: Uh-oh. out of the six six motos there were weird crashes and
1: then I I, I ended up I'll start. Okay, the first moto. What? What happened? The first moto, Kenny.
0: Okay. Kenny, wake Five. up. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: first of all, I, st- I, almost every start, I, I had bad starts, so I was coming from behind, and uh, it was the plus fifty-five moto. Um. What did I get? I got him (laughs)
0: too.
1: I was trying to be quiet. Uh, I don't have it. Anyway, I got a bad start and I came from behind. Uh, I don't think I crashed that one. Um, But the second moto in the plus 50 class, I had not a bad start, but at the bottom of the big downhill my front end i hit the front brake and it washed out and this bike ended up on top of my bike by the time i got going i was in 36 spot i got up and and uh, there were about 15 minute motos and the lap times were about 320 330 mm-hmm. and uh, i went from 36 to fifth oh wow And yeah so uh i was really happy like about that so not not about the crash, but the uh, um, the moto I rode I wrote good, and I think at the end I was really only about eight or ten seconds behind the leader. So, mm-hmm. but I was way way back. Um, the so, Third moto that was.
0: Uh, hey Jeff, hey Jeff, let me let me just uh, interrupt here. I just uh, I'm online here. So fifty plus intermediate, you went five seven three for sixth. And then yeah. 55 plus expert, you went six four five for fifth. Yeah. So there you go for people listening. Now they know. Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, that's, good. that's <laughs> good. As far all I know, yeah. I think overall my riding I was really happy with, but my tip overs crashes weren't good. But I think I should have been maybe thirds, maybe. But that doesn't really matter. It, the whole process is working the way I want it to, and uh, I'm going to keep building on uh, on it and uh, and riding. And, and, and I'm going to hit walls, and then I'm going to go to uh, Glen Allen again next year. So.
0: that's awesome. You know, it's funny as I actually have I've never heard of the guys ahead of you, which is kind of strange for some of these classes.
1: Well, the one um, Kevin Foley, who won the plus 55 expert. I used to ride with him in the Winter Series in Florida. He's from Florida. Okay. And I had maybe a funny story about him because in that second plus 55 moto, going down that downhill, I was right behind him and he started swapping. And I thought for sure he was going to crash, but he didn't. He saved it and jumped off. There's a big berm at the bottom of the hill. He ended up jumping off that. Oh, yikes. And uh, yeah. So I went and talked to him after and I just said, "Kevin, I'm so glad you didn't crash there." And he says, "Oh, I'm so embarrassed that you had to see that." And I <laughs> said, "Don't be don't be embarrassed of it because uh, it happens in our sport, right?" So, but uh, he was a really good support uh, Yamaha support rider back in the eighties.
0: Oh, okay, Florida. okay. Yeah. Now you mentioned uh, Glenn Helen and I. I got to test test out a, a new uh, the KTM two stroke 250 back a few years ago there and. Like you say, there's uh, those hills. TV doesn't do them justice. You, you kind of get used to, you kind of start enjoying them. Except for the going up is fun, but coming down, those breaking bumps and actually trying to attack them, that gets a little much. Huh? What did you What did you think of the overall track? And how about like the supercross area where the blind big jumps? You come out of a corner. Uh, were you happy in those? Yeah. No. The,
1: the hills were to my advantage, uh, and I even messaged uh, this week. Uh, like Al Loke pretty much taught me how to go downhill fast. So, like, just click it up two gears and, and give it some gas, right? And
0: uh, Act like it's flat, right?
1: Exactly, and the suspension works better, right? So, um, and with Kenny there, he helped me set my suspension up good this week, and I was happy to help my bike with handling. So, I, I made most of my passes on the downhills, and I had to Kenny said, "If uh, if there was a award for amount of passes, I probably would have got it
0: this week." <laughs> no hard charger award, nice. Yes,
1: exactly.
0: Now, how about the jumpy parts? Like, did you like? I don't know if it's still there or not. But when I was there, it was uh, that once you hit the flats, there was like a weird super cross section. Was it kind of like that or not?
1: No, there were a few little. It was pretty. A lot of little. They probably maybe took those out for the the vet race. Oh, I guess there was. But down here, the, the finish line, those at little S-turns were very difficult. They got so rough and uh, huge ruts, huge ruts, maybe quite a bit like what Walton was this year. So.
0: Okay. Hey, something just popped into my mind, and I've asked a few people, but nobody seems to remember, but you used to race at Baja Acres. Do you remember that time when they tried that weird idea where they made basically a corkscrew? You'd go in, corkscrew, then you come out, back the other way? Do you remember that?
1: I no I don't remember
0: that. Okay. No. Yeah, they made like a cor- like a weird corkscrew section like as like circles in and in and in and then you come back out and out. It was just uh it was it was terrible is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I must not have been there that weekend. Right. But I got quite a bit of laps on that track with uh, with all those Michigan riders.
0: Were you uh like the Bigelow boys and were you uh, Keith Bowen or what uh Eddie Warren and all that? What year's were you there? It was Eddie Warren and Keith Bone quite a bit, yeah. And Matt Crown was really good back then, right. too. And
1: uh, Matt's probably still good. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so th- th- that was the crew that we rode. With, yeah.
0: Okay, excellent. All right. Well, um, yeah, it's okay. So that's the race. You're happy with the race. You're uh, you're uninjured, which is good, right? Yep. No, I feel fine. Is, yeah. Kenny, is Kenny doing I'm any sure. of the driving? What's that? I say, is Kenny doing any of the driving or what? He's, he's done he's done most of the driving because
1: Kenny just retired this year and I got to go to work tomorrow
0: afternoon so <laughs> <laughs> alright Kenny well we'll see you on Wednesday at Gopher Dunes then I guess
1: ah there's a chanceability Yeah, you peak my interest
0: <laughs> well I'll bring my camera that'll pique it even more alright <laughs> alright well uh, okay so Jeff what's uh so are you guys pushing home all the way there you're driving through the night or what
1: yeah, we'll probably pass your house about nine o'clock in the morning, Billy.
0: Okay, let me know. I'll bring you coffees. That
1: sounds good. That sounds good.
0: <laughs> so okay, so Jeff, what are you going to do now? Are you going to do some more racing? I mean, there's not much left, obviously. but are you going to? You gonna do some more riding? Is it? Are you done for the year? Or what are you going to do?
1: I'm going to ride a little bit, but I don't think there's much racing going on now. No. Right. So, but I, I think I want to go to Florida for maybe a couple weeks in January. Nice. And try to keep. Try to keep. Uh, the wheels running and uh, try to keep improving even though I'm almost 60 now uh, I want to keep keep it rolling so it takes a lot it takes so much work to uh, to get to this point I don't want to lose any of that but I got now.
0: Excellent how about what do you do for uh, you say you used to be a pretty good runner but uh, you know you had some injuries and stuff what do you do for training are you cyclist can you run what do you do?
1: I can't run anymore because i I've had both my hips replaced about 15 years ago so I got two artificial hips and then uh, I cycle, I mountain bike mainly like uh, there's some really, in the Durham forest we have really good uh, trails and uh, I go out there with my uh, my purulator driver, I got to be good friends with him and uh, and he's, he's good friends with uh, Emily Batty's dad, oh, I wow. go out out biking with him
0: too, yeah. Yikes! So, there's there's some uh, cycling pedigree. Holy smokes!
1: Yeah, I kind of, I'm looking forward to uh, maybe getting out and do some riding with Emily too. Luckily, I got an e-bike. I might be able to keep up to her.
0: Hey, do you ride? Paul Kingsley rides out that way all the time too. Do you ever see him?
1: He, yeah, Paul rides with me too because uh-huh. because uh, Paul works at uh, a Pure later.
0: Yeah, so, I was kind of that's the connection I was thinking in my head.
1: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, Paul comes over this as well, so. Yeah, his... he's still waiting for his bike. He's had a bike on order from uh, Jagger for eight or nine months, so he needs a new one because his bike's
0: falling apart. <laughs> okay, I always talk, uh, I always talk mountain biking with Paul when I see him at the races for sure. He's uh, he's pretty keen on it too, so it's cool.
1: Paul's a really good mountain
0: biker. He's uh, does well up there. Oh, nice. All right, boys. Well, uh, are you at the? You got to get to the I eighty truck stop soon. You'll see that coming up. Yep. Get me a coffee mug, would you? I will. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, uh, hope that ki- look that killed uh, that just killed half an hour of your drive. You didn't even know it.
1: Thanks a lot, Billy. <laughs> Let's
0: keep it in touch, eh? Yeah, for sure. And uh, hey, we'll we'll save a spot for you, uh, Kenny, on Wednesday. All right, we'll see you there. I'll okay, you. guys. Hey, thanks for the chat, Jeff. Uh, congrats on the trip, and man, we'll see you uh, somewhere soon. Have a good night, Bill. Hey, Jeff. Wait a second. Do you? I have to give you opportunity. Do you have anybody you want to thank for all this? What?
1: <laughs> it's uh, uh, Andy White helped me out quite a bit with my gear and stuff, and uh, and without Kenny, I don't think I could, I I was committed to coming by myself, and uh, Kenny came and uh, was such a huge help and he help me in. In ways that I didn't even know uh, I needed help, so I'm glad he came. And on top of that, I've known Kenny for 40 years, but now I can call him a good friend now
0: too. So, yeah. Hey, I got a, I got a funny Kenny Bland story. We both made the can am mistake in 1984.
1: <laughs> I know
0: that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the year they unleashed oh, yeah. they unleashed a storm. Oh, they sure did.
1: Yeah,
0: they did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, uh, great talk. Hey, uh, Jeff, were you the one that had uh, Visa MasterCard listed as your sponsor? That's it. I know it. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll. Well, uh, okay, I'm going I'm to really hang up now.
1: I got to work overtime Sunday for sure to pay for
0: this. <laughs> nice, boys. Well, safe travels the rest of the way, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Sounds good, Bill. Take All right, see
0: line. you guys. Bye.